Welcome everyone to the BBCOA podcast, a building codes be geek podcast. I'm your host, uh, Christina Jackson. And today with me, I have Miss Jenna Good Goodman from Region 5. Um, she's in Prince William County. Um, good morning, Jenna. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So thank you for taking the time to speak with us in regards to our podcast and uh, tell us a little bit about um, yourself and we're going to just get started and it's just going to be a conversation about VBCOA, um, your role in VBCOA and how you got into plan review. So let's start off there. Jenna, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into plan review and how long have you been doing plan review? So um, I guess a little bit of background. I um, went to college for structural engineering and I worked out in the private industry for a while um, and actually did some uh, like litigation um, and construction doing that. So that was really interesting. We did a lot of uh, roofing and fenestration work. Um, the engineer that I worked with, we he was big in ASTM standards, you know, and it actually, um, you know, got pretty involved with that with him. So that kind of got me into the construction industry and I stumbled onto code enforcement. I think like most people do, you just kind of fall into it. Correct. Um, so I came to Prince William County as a um, building inspector and I did that for about a little over a year um, and then moved into plan review. So I've been in plan review for about four years or so. Um, so I came in as an architectural reviewer um, and then moved into a supervisor role um, for residential and architectural. Um, so that's that's how I landed in in plan review. You just kind of fall into this stuff, you know. That totally correct. <laughs> I I can agree. Twenty years plus. Um, I was an accountant before I became an inspector. And did this wow. for five years, and here, twenty years later, here I am. Um, so the question is, is, what is your degree in? So my degree is in structural engineering. Yeah, civil civil engineering. Um, so I did did some soil like geotechnical stuff um, when I was in the private industry as well. So I did a lot of the um, engineering technician. That's that's what I came in as. Um, so did soil testing, concrete testing, um, masonry inspections, you know, all that, that good stuff. And so how would you say um, plan reviewing has changed your life um, as far as versus the private sector now working for a public local government? So there's so many different factors in that. Um, I mean, obviously working government is just that in and of itself is different than working in the private sector. Um, I will say coming to Prince William County has been amazing. Um, I, I love working in this jurisdiction. We have a good mix of projects. You know, we're not, we don't only have small buildings. We don't only have high rises. You know, we we get a pretty good flux of different different things in here. So you're exposed to a lot of different types of construction and different types of projects. Um, like I said, I think you kind of fall into, you know, the the code code official. You don't ever really plan 
you know, to to be a code official when you're, you know, younger. Um, that's one of those things you don't know about. So I think getting into it, it's definitely opened my eyes, you know, to the other side of it. Um, I remember being in the private industry and we would, it's, it, I kind of joke about it now, but, you know, we would submit something and we'd get comment back, you know, and we're like, I can't believe you're even asking me this question. Of course, I looked at this, you know, and you're so frustrated as, as you know, the designer. <laughs> and you're like, I can't believe you're questioning me. Like, of course, I looked at that. I checked that. Um, and then and then when you're on the other side, you kind of see the the difference in what you get in submissions and, and why you need to ask those questions. And, um, you know, there's as a code official, there's things that you see that happen in your jurisdiction that as a designer, you may not have even heard about, you know, and, and that's why the code official is worried about it. Um, so it's definitely been an eye opener, I think, being being on this side. Well, that's a very good point. Um, like you said, you just on the other side of it, you just see um, different things that people don't take into account when they're turning into their plans. And, you know, like some people might admit the code section, the year of the code that they're using, you know, uh, the type of materials. We we see it all. Yeah. And oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure you do too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you would have never thought that somebody would not submit those that information. Yeah. But, and then it's it, like I said, I mean, even for being on the private side, you know, I, I understand, you know, you're sometimes you're so focused on one thing that you're not even thinking about, you know, I got to make sure I put this information on there because it goes without saying that, you know, you looked at the current code, you know, so you don't really think put those kind of more basic things on there. Um, so it's, it's been, like I said, interesting seeing both sides of it. Um, you know, and it was, I remember when I first came to plan review, I struggled so much because yeah. when I was in the private industry, we did a lot of peer reviews, especially because of the litigation cases we were involved in. Um, and that is fine tooth comb. I mean, fine tooth comb, um, you know, all the way down to looking at flashing details and, you know, just where they've called out weep holes and you know i mean all these little things and in plan review you can't necessarily go through every single little detail um you know you got to hit those life safety items and the, the the bigger things and then inspections picks up you know those other pieces and you leave some of it you know up trusting you know the designer has has done what they need and the contractor will do what they need to do um so when I came into plan review, I I had that fine tooth comb still, you know, yeah, and I'm, I'm going through these details, you know, and I'm like, your call out here is wrong. And, you know, you didn't right. got this I and cross this T and, right. um, you know, so it took a little while to uh, to adjust. And fortunately, our um, yeah. a lot of the designers that, that we see a lot, you know, in, in our office were were yeah, patient through that learning curve with me. Um, and so that that developed a good working relationship there too with the designers. So I understand. So what would you say would be like one of your biggest projects? Like um, talk about a time when you had the pressure was on you to get a project done, reviewed. Because um, I know you're in Northern Virginia and Northern Virginia tends to have those major projects going on. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of data centers here. Those are always those are always a push for time. Um, most of those are NDA though, so I don't think I can discuss a lot. Of that. <laughs> that's right. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we've had oh my gosh, that's see, and that's a tough one because it's 
it's one of those things that you know we get a lot of small business here actually and um and those are probably push for more than anything um and a lot of that is because these are these are you know residents of the county that you know are trying to start their business and they're putting their life savings into this they're putting all their time into this you know um and it is a make or break situation um so in all honesty, those are probably the ones that get the, the biggest question, well, you know, try to to really go that that extra okay. mile, um, you know, and, and get them through the process and and help them through it. Um, you know, it's kind of you can't if, if you have resubmission fees, you know, and all that stuff adds up for those for those small businesses. Um, we actually have a project management team here that specifically helps with small businesses um, and they kind of act as a liaison between the business owner and, and review and inspections and all the other agencies. Um, so, yeah, the, that's probably our biggest push for time. Um, I mean, we get a lot of. Uh, assisted living facilities um and those those are probably our more complex really? projects that we get here yeah because it's you get you get the mix of the r uses and the i uses um you know and then we get a lot of stuff that comes back later if we had one that wanted to cover their exit doors with murals um because they were because people in there you know with dementia or you know whatever the case is they they try to open these doors that you know they shouldn't be going out their exit doors you know and so they they want to kind of keep people from doing that by kind of hiding the door but then you know on our side we're like okay well i understand what you're dealing with there but you know in a fire situation emergency situation you can't have hidden doors so right um so it's it's interesting to see the things that kind of come back from from the assisted living facilities, but there's a lot of ratings in those buildings. They're very, very complex. Um, the so ratings would, and the egress paths. So how would you say that you all work through that? Because <clears throat> I think that would be something interesting that people would want to know, like, how did you all navigate that? I mean, I know the code is the code and we have to yes. abide by the code, but how did you all try to come to a happy medium with that with that group? So with a lot of those, we do quite a few pre-submission meetings. So we'll go over the design, you know, with the designers and try to kind of catch some of that stuff up front. Um, typically through the design process, there's not a whole, it, I wouldn't say there's any more issue than what you typically get on projects. You know, there's always going to be a couple of rounds of review, um, especially on a project like that, because it is so, so complex. Um, and there's just a lot of a lot of detail in it. Um, we we the rated assemblies. We we always try to like I said have those pre sub meetings, have the pre con meetings. Um, there's been plenty of these that you know we we end up having to have plan review and inspections go out in the field and have a field meeting with yeah. the contractor and the designer during construction. Um, you know, try to make sure we're coordinating pre-rock inspections and and things like that. Uh, we had one one project that the um, electrician was very efficient and got ahead <laughs> of everybody else and ran all of his wire. And then we came back in for an inspection and we're like, that's not going to work because now you can't put your you know three layers of drywall up there because you have wire in the way. Right. Um, and they had to pull all of it out. 
Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, it was, it was oh. not good for the contractor, oh, you know? And, and so that was a, you know, that was one of those things that it was like, okay, well, you know, we were a day late and a dollar short on this one. Um, right. And that, you know, that happens. That's um, right. But, but we, we, on that one, you know, we just had basically had to keep going back every day. Every day we had an inspection out there so that oh, they could my. keep moving. Um, you know, so it's, you, you kind of do what you got to do. Lots of meetings, lots of co coordinating, communication. That's right. So. That leads me to my next question, Jenna. Uh, as far as a woman in this workforce, how how will you uh, give our listeners an idea of how it is to be a woman in a male-dominated field and you're out there and you're telling that electrical contractor, you did this wrong and he's mad and he's like, well, I want to speak to your boss and, you know, always having to sort of like prove yourself and, you know, always having to go the extra mile and, you know, pull that extra cold section out. I know that's what I find myself doing yes. a lot. Pulling the so, extra cold section out. And that so it's funny you say the extra cold section. I'm, I just, I don't like to eat crow anyway. So <laughs> I just always try to have that. That's right. I, regardless, I just don't like that. That's so right. it's, it, that's actually a really interesting question. When I came into construction as a whole, like I was 24. Yes, I was 24. So 24 year old girl still in college and I'm out on these job sites as a third party inspector, telling masons, telling electricians, concrete truck drivers, oh. the concrete crew, you know, that their stuff is wrong. Um, yes, been there, and I, had, <laughs> I had such a mix of people, actually. Um, my first project I was on as a as a third party inspector um I had uh the superintendent out there his name is Bob Young he he um I think he's actually retired from from the contracting company now he he actually works for our school system um but anyway he he was fantastic I mean absolutely fantastic he he had my back no matter what um there were plenty of times i would tell people you know something's not right you gotta take that out or you know questions and they would get irritated and, and there was actually a point um i had pulled a, a slump test on a concrete truck and they failed the slump test and so i tell the truck driver i'm like you got you got to take this out of here it's not going to work and the truck driver loses his mind I mean, just loses his mind, starts oh going goodness. off on me. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, all this other stuff. And um, Bob and the other, it was the the school representative at that point, um, her herb, he, which unfortunately he's passed away now. He was such a sweet man. But um, the two of them actually ended up kicking the truck driver off the job site. Oh, really? Um, they, they sure did. They said, you ever come on here talking to her like that again? You, you're, you're not. Don't come back out here. Wow. Um, so they they totally had my back. Um, and that 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 was awesome as as a young female, because it is intimidating going out there. Um, you know, and you have these men that have been out working in the industry for 20, 30 years, you know, and they know their job, they know what they're doing. Um, you know, and, and and everybody makes mistakes and forgets things. That that's why we have these checks and balances and construction. Um and and so you know you do you do get some of that um some of that pushback and you know i've been doing this for 30 years and you know who are you to tell me i'm doing it wrong um but i've always i've actually always had a pretty good balance of very supportive men in the industry 
um, to to offset the ones that weren't as supportive. But it's and then even now, you know, like I said, that was back. Well, I guess a little over 10 years ago. Um, you know, now it's and especially being, I think, with the with a jurisdiction. Um, man, I, I tell you, all the all the men in BBCOA are amazing. Yes. I mean, they are just amazing. Yeah. Um, they they lift you up so much. Um, you know, and they they're so encouraging. Um, there's there's a lot a lot of them that have been like, you know, Jenna, you can do all this stuff. You're so you know, it just so just so encouraging. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what you see right now, but okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so it's it's actually it's actually been been awesome um like i said especially at bbcoa um here in, in prince william it's the same way you know they are all so so encouraging um you know it's it it's it's actually been pretty pretty amazing and that's just so refreshing to hear, especially in this day and time where women sort of sort of struggle to find their voice and struggle to find their way that, you know, if, if you choose to have this career in codes, that you do have that um, foundation of people that are a part of an organization like BBCOA that will support you and help you get to your career goals and your aspirations that you have. And so I... I very encouraged to hear that. So, yeah. um, and I hope our listeners are very encouraged to hear that as well. So speaking of VBCOA, how did you get involved in VBCOA? Oh, the same way everybody does. You just get pulled right on in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you was volunteering. Hey, guess what? Now like you're an officer. Was. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. That's our that's our same story. Cause I'm re I'm in VBCOA region eight, and region eight was the same way. They were like well, Christina, you're doing all this stuff. I was like, okay. And it was like, well, you want to be our treasurer? And went yep. from treasurer to vice chair. And then I was okay. chair. It seemed like I was chair forever. <laughs> yep. So I was I was still in inspections and our treasurer um was Ade. He's he's in another jurisdiction now, but um he was in plan review at the time and and he he sent me an email. He said, Of course, he tricked me. I'll give him that. He did like everybody does. So, I mean, Jenna, you would be fantastic for this. We need you. We need, I thought of you as soon as this opened up. And I'm like, me? Okay. All right. If you think I can do it. So, so I got in as treasurer. Um, and then, gosh, and then we had the poor, I'll never forget when I went in as treasurer that that first um, election, you know, you're you're so I mean, you still get it even now. But, you know, standing up in there, our, our nominations committee is, you know, saying your name and, you know, everybody votes you and you're like so proud. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh gosh, look at me. That's and um, the poor this poor guy, he had just moved up here from from Florida. He's um. I think he's the director now, town of Warrington. Mm -hmm. um, and he literally just moved from Florida, just moved here. And and bless his heart, he decided to come to our VBCOA meeting. And he's out in the parking lot and the poor guy gets voted in for secretary. Hasn't met any of us. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
So oh my god he totally got pulled into it uh that was that was frank cassidy and he was such a trooper he he did amazing um especially for <laughs> being pulled into it like that <laughs> so um so yeah i came came in as treasurer that year and then the following year i was secretary and then and then i was secretary and vice chair all at one time um and and then moved moved on up to to region chair so it's it's definitely been um it's been eventful we uh you know we had the covid hit yeah. when i was was you know in there and and that whole year was a wash it was hard to we were struggling to figure stuff out in our jurisdictions let alone you know sorting through all the bbcua stuff that was such a challenge um and at that point kyle kratzer was our region chair and he was phenomenal. I mean, he was so phenomenal, um, you know, trying to keep everything going with VCUA and then keeping that communication with the officers. Um, and then even now as region chair, I, I lean on Kyle so much. He's so helpful. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So can you tell me what's the makeup of VBCOA region five? <clears throat> um, as far as like what our jurisdictions are? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we have, we have a pretty, <laughs> What do we have i think it's a total of 13. um so we have some of the larger counties um more concentrated counties i shouldn't say larger um in in the state um because we have northern virginia and that's that's you know huge concentration of, of our population of the state and then it's interesting because we have a few towns that are thrown in there um and in cities you know that are a little bit smaller um and then the other the thing that I find most interesting about our region is that you have jurisdictions that are high rises and and busy cities with public transportation yes. and you know the metro and <laughs> all the right. stuff. It's just it's so concentrated. And then you go to another part of the jurisdiction and it's all cow farms right. it's all Back, cow, you know cows and corn and to yes, land highways it is it is such it's such a difference um yeah. i mean you go from arlington fairfax um even loudon at this point to um you know Fauquier mm -hmm. or town of warrington um you know and, and even stafford is is right there they're kind of in that cusp like like Fauquier is you know where mm -hmm. it's you're still kind of you know a little bit of a country setting but you're starting to kind of grow up too um you know and it's not quite to fairfax or arlington um you know status but it's it's heading that way That's right. um and it it's it's interesting to see the difference in the jurisdictions because it's just such a huge variety um so you, you know so you have a good mix of members like you have a good yes. mix of members from big localities to small localities and so do you all find yourself always having a big range of topics to talk about when you have your region meetings yeah um yeah i mean we have so so like our, we'll use prince william as example we have i think it's a hundred and what is 130 i believe it is employees um and in, in development services oh wow so on the building side it's a little less than that i think that one's right around 70 something if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong That's on still that. big. but it's yeah it's <laughs> it's quite a bit it's quite a bit and then and then you then you flip over to um like Fauquier, you know where there's at this point you know i think they're with their building official they have 
few inspectors, few, I, they're probably around 10, 15 employees, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, basically what we have for our inspections group is the whole department for Falkir. Right, right. So you get such a, you know, such a big range in, in the shops, you know, and how they're run. Um, and then definitely the discussion of the different projects that come up. Um, and it's funny because you see a lot of them start north and head south. So like where we'll start to get things like our data centers, you know, we were able to um, collaborate with Loudon and Fairfax and, and things like that, you know, to say, hey, these are starting to hit our county now. What did you guys run into, um, you know, when when these types of structures came? Same with the assisted living. Um, you know, we get a lot of, like I said, a lot of assisted living in, in Prince William. They've started coming up in, in Fauquier. You know, Fauquier right. had one that was built just a couple years ago. Um, so, so yeah, you get a wide range of stuff. The other thing is the breweries. Um, oh, we get a lot of those. They you are know, coming fast and furious. Yes, yes. And that that's huge out here. Uh, we so, get tons tons of those. So you just let me know that we have to have a follow-up conversation about microbreweries <laughs> <laughs> and how jurisdictions are are attacking those. Yes, um, it's a challenge. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have um, a follow-up conversation with Jenna about that because I don't want to uh, take up too much of her time because um, as the VBCOA region chair, she has a big event going on today, and I appreciate her taking the time out to talk to us. But I, the last question that I want to give you is, where do you see VBCOA going in the future and the importance of an organization like VBCOA for future generation code officials? So we have um, the future generation. So we have our, obviously our technical training program, which started off as in high school and we've kind of expanded that now. Yeah. Um, for, for our region specifically, um, Kyle is very heavy in that technical training program. Um, and and I I am very partial to that as well. So on a jurisdiction local level, um, we try to go out to our high schoolers and educate them. Um, myself and and actually one of the building inspectors, we we go to our local high schools and basically teach them a little bit about code and hey, here are your options for getting into code enforcement. If you want to come to a government agency, um, you know, here are the options you have. Here are some of the steps you could take um, to get into that. Um, and then even our building safety month event um, that, you know, all of our jurisdictions do when we do that, we invite the high schools here and try to get them involved. Um, it's so important to get that word out to that younger generation because they you don't know about it. And it's just like I said at the very beginning of this, I fell into code official where I had no idea this was even a thing. Um, you know, and you you don't know that options there. Um, and it's very rewarding work. Um, so I'm I'm hoping as an organization, BBCUA, we we can continue to spread the word. Um, being a code official and bring in that younger generation. Um, and then even, you know, some of our greatest assets are those those people that have been in the field for 20, 30 years and, you know, they're they're done working in the field, you know, and, and they, they come to their local jurisdiction, um, you know, as a code official, they bring so much experience and knowledge, um, you know, and the, the how to to it. Um, 
so we're I know at a region we're really trying to focus on on that um, you know education in in our communities for the future generation to get them involved and excited for it. Um, it's it's definitely a forgotten industry, I think. That's right. But it's so rewarding at the end of the day because a lot of times we do get to see our, our communities and our cities and our localities transformed by projects that, you know, came across our desk just on paper and then actually yes. see them be built and be realized. Yes. It's, it's, it's just very rewarding and to be a part of that process. And though, even though everybody thinks that they're just going to be working at home for the rest of your life, hey, they still have to be built yep. safe and yep. maintained maintained in a safe manner so we're still well, going to be needed in the future yeah and it's it's interesting too because you have you know it's unfortunate very unfortunate events you know when a structure fire does happen or you know or something along those lines but then you you know you hear the aftermath of it and it's okay the the fire was actually contained to the space it was supposed to be contained to the firefighters had time to get into the building and and put the fire out or rescue people and get them out of the building in time exactly and those are the things that you're you're so sad to hear that that happened um but at the same time there's definitely you know you're you're proud that you were a part of making that building work in a way that the occupants were able to stay safe even in an emergency situation like that and it gave the first responders time to get in and do what they need to do um, so it's it is very rewarding for sure well that's a great way to end our conversation uh, i would like to thank jenna goodman our vbcoa region five chair for meeting with us today um if you need to contact jenna you can always go to the vbcoa website at vbcoa.org go to the vbcoa chair website and her contact information is there mm -hmm. jenna thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with us absolutely thank you bye-bye